Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, and This man, Prince of Darkness. And we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet? Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles, your favorite true crime podcast. I am Donnie, and with me is a man who read a report the other day stating that drinking a beer will shorten your lifespan by nine minutes. So, according to his calculations, he died sometime in 1644. <laughs> it's Dale. <laughs> I was going to say about ten minutes ago. No, we're going to make it good, dude. <laughs> we're going to get it all. Yeah, we're going way back. <laughs> we got pool size, anyway. <laughs> yeah, pool size beer. Yeah, that's right. That's the only way to go. That's right, man. What's going on? <laughs> you, man. No, it ain't me. It's always you. No. I'm just, <laughs> just um, living in your shadow. <laughs> You ain't much of a shadow no more. Uh-uh. <laughs> that deal is, uh, he, he can get under a clothesline and get out of the rain now. <laughs> thin down just a hair. Yeah, he is. He's thin down. Just a little bit. Yeah, losing some weight. That's good. Yeah, he's getting a little chunked. Yeah, good stuff, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Good stuff. I'm about to feed him a cheeseburger or something after a while. He's going to sling him to me. Yeah. <laughs> Doing all right? I am, man. Good, good. Buying yeah. records this week? I have bought some records. Sweet. Yeah, getting some good tunes and... Spinning some vinyl. Yeah. I love it. If y'all didn't know, me and Donnie are big, big album heads or whatever you call it. Yeah. Vinyl nerds. I'm not using that other word people use because it's too close to a different word. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the file on the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just like records and music and we all about it. So if y'all got records you don't like, send them to us. Yeah. Let us know. We'll take them. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll take them off your hands. Dang, I'm right. That's right. All right, man. So what we got going on? Well, we just uh, remind everybody that they can go to the website we got a link there for a donation. Sweet. If they want to contribute to our gas fund, they can do that and help support the crack house. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Mm-hmm. Appreciate yeah. it. And they can also go to the website and click on the store page and get them something cool to wear. Yeah, I just got me a new t-shirt, brand new one. I bought me one of those Goonies. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty cool shirt. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, man. My wife's trying to hog it already. She's oh, like, really? I believe I might just take that one. That's where you go right ahead. Yeah, that's a good-looking I'll, shirt. I'll buy me a new that's a good-looking shirt. <laughs> it is. I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. And just keep checking the store page because uh, that stuff goes on sale pretty often. Yeah. Usually on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Starts on sometimes on Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll run for a couple of days, so you can get a good deal on it. That's right. Pick up some stuff. Yeah. We appreciate it. That's right. It really does. Every it helps. one we do, yeah. Yeah. And if you just want to go to Apple Podcast and rate and review. Hmm, man, we appreciate that, too. Those help a lot. Yep. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can even uh, do it on Spotify now. You can't leave much, but you can, you can what does it say? Uh, what do you think about the episode? Yeah, you can, you can uh, comment on that. Comment on the episodes. You can always leave a five star there. Yep. Yeah, good stuff, man. And just tell a friend. Tell a friend. We that's, appreciate it. That's old school. Tell that's right. But other than that, Dale, we're going to get into our episode. Well, we'll just get it in there, you know. We'll get, we'll get, yeah, with that. We can take too long. I know. People will start emailing us saying, y'all taking too long and, <laughs> and, uh, spending two minutes introing. Two minutes is up. Get to it. Yep. <laughs> you know, Dale, when we do our outro every week, we say something like, uh, be safe, be careful, and always be aware of your surroundings. We do. But today's episode, 
being aware of your surroundings, I just don't know how it, it would even help you in this episode that we're talking about. No. No. Mm-mm. No, just kind of just blinded out of, out of the, just, I don't know, just yeah. blindsided, I guess. I know, because we decided to do this case. I got to thinking about that, and I was like, man, how can you avoid something like this? No, it's just, just kind of like walking out in the middle of the road. Yeah, blind, with, with blind a blindfold on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you didn't have no chance. Mm-mm. No, sad. It is sad. But today we are talking about Missy Beavers. Yes, we are. Yeah, she is from Texas, Midlothian, Texas. That's a wild name. It is, Midlothian. Midlothian. But just a little bit of background on Missy Beavers. She was born Terry Leanne Strickland on August the 9th, 1970, to parents James Clinton Strickland and Norma Strickland. Right. She was born in Grand, Texas. Yes, she was. But Missy was born known as missy from a young age i mean she didn't wasn't even named missy right it was terry but she went by missy i guess she got that nickname quite early yeah i just yeah. i don't know how that came about i'd like to know where that came from it's kind of like probably like sissy or this kind of thing you know? yeah you know girls you know get a little nickname yeah but uh missy was uh from like we said from texas and in 1997 dale she was working at a department store and this when she became friends with a co-worker who had introduced Missy to her son. Okay. And his name was Brandon Beavers. Yeah, B-E-V-E-R-S. Yeah. Yeah. We spell beaver a little bit different around here, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's just, we. I think they put an A in it somewhere yeah. around here, but... It's all good. Yeah, it is. It's pronounced the same way. Right. But um, she had met Brandon, and on their first date, Brandon arrived uh, wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, that's kind of weird. It is very weird. <laughs> but... He explained that uh, he was just on his way to a wedding. Okay, maybe it was not so weird. Yeah, so, you know, why would you go on a date on your way to a wedding? But I guess, I don't know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But well, they, they must have hit it off. They did hit it off because yeah. only nine months later, Missy and Brandon were married. Right. And this was on June the 20th of 1998. But Missy, she went on to college and she graduated college and she became a special education teacher because, Dale, she just had this knack of wanting to help people right always wanting to do something good and to to serve and help people yeah always yeah so that's why she become a special education teacher mm-hmm. and she's done this for about two years and this was until the birth of the first child right who they named hannah and at which time she left teaching yeah she wanted to be a full-time stay-at-home mother yes she did devote all her time to her child yes she did good stuff and it just wasn't long after that, they had two more kids, mm-hmm. Allie and Sarah. So they seemed to be having a happy marriage and having a good little family life going on, Dale. Yep, very much so. Yeah, i seen a comment from that Brandon had made that even asked God sometime, that, is it supposed to be this easy? Wow. I mean, it's just, everything was just great. He How, couldn't believe it. What better comment can you have? Right. He's like, man, it was just, you know, I was just, sometimes I had to stop and go, is it just, should it, is it supposed to be this easy? Mm-hmm. So it was just good stuff. If Missy wasn't helping other people to achieve their dreams, she just didn't, I guess, feel complete. Right. Like you said, it's, it was boring in her, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. And she knew there were lots of other women like her, women who had given birth and were struggling to lose weight that they had gained, I guess, during pregnancy mm-hmm. and things. Because, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it happens. Yeah, it does. And women who were prepared to work hard to get back to what they had lost physically, but were not being given a program to follow, I guess, and to help them achieve their, their fitness goals. Well, someone to, to help guide them, you know? Yeah. And that, that, that means a lot. 
Yeah, to have somebody supporting you and pushing you and motivating you. In the right way. Yeah, that's true. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's a right way and a wrong way to motivate. Yes. Definitely. But Missy knew that in an organization called Camp Gladiator, and she had found a fitness plan that allowed her to achieve her goals, and she wanted to share this program with others. Mm-hmm. Going as far as becoming a fitness instructor for them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, just a little bit of background on this Camp Gladiator. I was looking at their website, and their mission statement states that to positively impact the physical fitness and ultimately the lives of many people as possible. Now, Camp Gladiator started because the fitness industry was missing something, Dale. Mm -hmm. They designed a fun and challenging workout community dedicated to changing lives. And what began in a parking lot in Dallas, Texas, with just 40 campers, multiplied to over 3,500 locations across the U.S. Hmm. And they focus on group fitness because they believe we are all better together. That's according to their... It's a pretty good mission statement. Mission statement and bio they have on their, their website. Right. So if you have a chance, check them out. Seems like they're doing some pretty good work. Mm-hmm. Now, Missy, like we said, she became a fitness instructor when her youngest daughter was in the second grade. Mm-hmm. We're going to move up to Sunday evening on April the 17th, 2016. Right. And this is when Missy was organizing for the next day's workout. This is going to be on the Monday morning, the following Monday morning. Yeah, they had 5 a.m. workouts. 5 a.m. So she's dedicated, man. Oh, yeah, very dedicated. So she had posted that uh, she had been watching the weather because they usually do this in the parking lot outside at, uh, at the local Creekside Church of Christ there. This is in Midlothian, Texas. Right. And uh seen it was going to be raining the next day. So she had posted on her page that... If it's raining, we're still training. So wow. we want to make sure everybody come on out. And they had planned on doing it under the on and out front, but depending on how bad it was raining, you know, they they also had the, the option to move it inside. Yeah. And I think that was definitely going to be the, the option on this day because it had been raining like 24 hours or something. It was yeah, really it just, just puddles everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't where you could just hide under there for a little bit of rain. Well, it was good that Missy was able to do that and, and, be able to get in the church to have this workout for right. her, yeah. her so, campers. So nobody miss miss out here. Yeah, that's what they call the camp gladiators, the campers. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty good. I was wondering why you said well, 3,500 campers or 40 campers a while ago. I was like, well, they start this in a campground? But no. I just, get it now. Okay. Yeah, it's just campers. Now, Missy arrived at the Creekside Church there in Midlothian. It was around 4.18 in the morning on Monday morning. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, she had to get up like at 3 or 3.30 in the morning or something. So she, on that post that night, she's like, I'm going to bed. i got to get up early, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, getting up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock. Yeah, 3.30 to be there. Yeah, she was going to go in and set up, unlock, set up, and get everything done that she needed to do because the campers started arriving. Right. Yeah. And usually I think from what I found is uh, she had someone that would, that would always show up and help her set up. But on this day, they didn't show up. They'd had a flat tire or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess she got there and started, uh, she pulled up under the awning there that we were talking about because it was raining and started unloading her truck. Yes. Now, Dale, when she got inside the church, she was met by somebody. Yeah. Somehow or another. We're Somehow sure. or another. We're not sure. We're going to get into that. Yeah. And Missy was attacked. Yes. And brutally attacked. And this is where Missy lost her life. Yes. So when the camp gladiators arrived, they got to the church, and they went inside the building. This is when they found Missy's body. Mm-hmm. She had been brutally attacked. She had puncture wounds to her head and her chest. Right. And they called emergency help 911 to be able to get out there to help her. And this is all pretty quick. Now, you said she got there about 418, according to the 
surveillance camera going in the door. Yeah, there was a surveillance camera that picked her up going inside the door. Yeah, I think they had, there was a um, pretty, not pretty many. There was a good many of us security cameras inside the church, but they were all motion activated. So, mm-hmm. so when she would open the door, I guess it went off or whatever. Yeah. They, they said they did have surveillance outside for, for some reason. Guess what? It wasn't working. It was not working. How many times does that happen? A lot. I mean, a lot. But anyway, so uh, she went in, and this is at 4.18. Now, by the time the people start showing up at 5 or a little after and find her, and they call um, emergency rescue, they are there by 10 after. Yeah, it was quick. But it's still too late. Mm-hmm. So all this happened in an hour or less. That's right. But when they got there, the medics got there, and the police got there, they were baffled man yeah what could have who could have done this to missy yeah what's going on here Mm -hmm. this is in the church yeah they didn't have any idea and this is when they got to checking the cameras the motion activated cameras that you talked about right checking the footage from them yeah and and around her body there was like broken glass and stuff everywhere too so it was you know a lot of stuff that didn't make any sense Mm -mm. until they got to cameras yeah they got to cameras and what they found was literally a gold mine. It's pretty startling. It's, it's spooky. Yeah, very it's much. Very so. spooky. Now, I've watched this video that they released of uh, this person walking around the church. Yeah. Through the church. Yeah, when they they uh, basically push play on this thing, you know, you just, there you go. He's just some guy. He's all in all full tactical gear. Supposedly a guy. Well, yeah. Well, this person. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. A person. A person dressed in head to toe in full SWAT team gear. Yeah. Or what looked like SWAT team gear. They had on Walk a... in the halls. Uh, okay. A helmet. Looked like a SWAT helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a jacket on with the word police on the back. Yeah. Had the vest. Well, I guess the police was probably on the vest, but it's like the full, looks like the bulletproof vest with all the pockets and pouches on the front of it just like mm-hmm. the tactical wear the pants the boots black it was black had basically i think they had a, a mask on the face as well mm-hmm. so it was basically they were everything but i guess the eye holes it was pretty much blacked out pretty much yeah, yeah. just and it was just walking up and down the hall with a hammer in his hand and a, a, or what looked like a hammer a small hammer and a, a crowbar a small yeah. crowbar and just busting out windows and stuff like that yeah and going from door to door and then what they would do is they would open up a door and just look in right it wasn't like they would go into a room there in the church. They would just look in. Mm-hmm. Especially the one, there was one door that was like a split door, which was later found out was like the nursery or whatever, or yeah. the, where the small children go. So that's why the, the split door, meaning it's a, what, I don't know what you call that door. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's like, you where know. Where the bottom half opens or the, the top half opens or the whole door opens. That way they can leave the bottom closed and they, the kids can still see out. Or, right. Yeah, they can't, kids can't get out of the nursery. Right. So you, know, you open that and look in, I guess maybe you could tell, maybe, well, this is a nursery. There's nothing here. So he just walks right back out and starts going to another one. Mm-hmm. And then just leisurely smashing a window here and there. But what's crazy about this video is this person's walk. Yeah. Their gait, as they call it. Yeah. This the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yep. Their their feet are turned outward. Way. Way out, like a like a duck walk. Yeah, exactly. And especially the right foot. It's more prominent than the left foot. Yes. But they're both pointed outward. And then when he would walk down certain halls, he would kind of have his hand running down the wall like he needed help for stability. Supporting themselves while they were walking. And, yeah, so it's, it's pretty odd. Mm-hmm. It's pretty odd, yeah. Yeah, we're going to post a link to this video. It's on YouTube. We'll post a link to it on our socials and, and our show notes, too. So y'all be able to check that out. But it is the spookiest daggum video. 
Yeah, when we first started, when you first brought this to me, we started checking it out. I was like, okay, let's check into it. And then when I started getting into it a little bit, I remember seeing this. My wife used to watch Next of Grace every night. So I remember seeing this on, on that show then. Mm-hmm. And it was just as chilling now. But they would just be walking by and just smashing out windows on these doors in right. the hallways of the church. So from uh, the door, when they came in, what they did is they busted out a, a there was a, a door on the back of the church with a little small uh, rect- window. rectangular window that's kind of up and down, you know, yeah. small, way, uh, wide, tall. He had busted it out, reached inside, and opened the door. And when he opened that door, that camera came on, so it catched him, catched him. It caught him came, coming in the door, and this was 340, I think. Yeah, 340, yeah. Yeah, it was 340 a.m. So it's, it's pretty odd, man. <laughs> you know, and it's just... It's like 50 minutes before Missy got there. Right. So, I mean... What the hell are you doing out? I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I know. I don't think it's just a random act of, you know, I'm going to go break into church, but I'm going to make sure I put on my total full-body SWAT gear before I go. But yeah, this is – It's they've described it as not being – it looks like tactical gear, SWAT gear, I guess you'd yeah. call it. But it's more like a costume in a way. It depends on who you talk to. Some people say it looks like vintage SWAT gear. Some people say it looks like a costume. Some people say yeah, it could be the real deal. It's just hard to tell. What gets me is the the helmet. The helmet is questionable because it, it's really, really shiny. Very shiny. And most experts were saying that those helmets are usually a matte finish. There's not shiny. It doesn't shine. It wouldn't. Wouldn't cause you to get shot in the head. Way exactly. I, way I look at it. If, that's, if that was the point, you know. Exactly. But it's, it's really odd. Mm-hmm. So... We don't really know exactly what happened. Uh, I'm sure there's more video than they've released, but I did see in an interview with a guy that said he heard from Brandon that they do not have video of the attack at all. Okay. And But he said they do, that he does know they do definitely have more video, but they don't have anything of the attack. And he got that straight from her husband. Okay. But this person... Walking up and down the hallways, busting out these windows, and watching the way they use the hammer to hit the windows, it does to me. It doesn't look like the way a man would strike a hammer. It's almost like they're they're punching the glass with the hammer instead of striking well, it. Well, it's not like he's mad at it or nothing. He's just swinging it out. You know, he's just and he's really just. I don't want to say sashaying, but he's just. It's a really weird. You just have to see the way he's walking around. It's like. He ain't got a care in the world. He's just walking around. Mm-hmm. I mean, just la la la, and then go by and flip his wrist out and bust the window. Just keep on walking. Peek inside the door. Right. So he's not. He, to me, it don't look like he's there to rob. He's not there looking for something specific at this point. Yeah. You know. So it's not like he's going in, checking these rooms, coming out. And then they even said later that nothing was missing. That's what they said. That was the official report. Now, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But that's because in one. Little thing you can see him. He looks like he comes out with something, some kind of little white box, a little box or something. Now whether he had it in one of his forty pockets, I don't know. But they said you know that nothing was missing from the scene. But if he had on this tactical gear, this vest he had on probably had a lot of pockets on it. He could have stuck little things. Pockets, yeah. He could have stuck little things inside, right, and stole them. But they, you know, they said nothing was stolen. But maybe they're keeping that to themselves to in case something ever happens. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm sure they know a lot that they're not releasing, but. They hadn't released a whole lot except for this. They said this this video was like two minutes or something, but you only get 
or no, it was like uh, what twenty eight minutes, I think. Yes, that they had, but they've only released like two minutes total, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. But then they got to doing some surveillance around the area and and checking out some things, and this is when uh, they found some footage from a sporting goods store mm-hmm. that was a quarter mile down the road. Right. And like we said, this morning it was it was raining. It was raining pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and they're surveillance footage from this sporting goods store in the parking lot yeah yeah out in the parking lot this one they saw a light colored nissan ultima pulling off the highway and when they pulled in off the highway as soon as they pulled into the parking lot they turned their lights off yeah and it's seen on security camera circling a parking lot around this sporting goods yeah it's kind of odd they come in the parking lot and then turn and go to the very exterior of the parking lot and right around not near the store but just the very exterior. But then it's kind of odd because they come around, and then when they get to the back of the building, it's like they see a couple cars, and then the lights come on and the lights go off. So yeah. It's like, what the hell is that about? And then they drive around all the way around the building, come back, go past to where they came in off the road, circle around a little island there, and then park park for a second. They park under a, a light. Yeah, a street light. And this light, it casts a pretty good glare on the windshield. Yeah. And it obscured the driver from view. You couldn't even see inside the, the windshield, see what the driver looked like. No, we watched a video where guys has actually went in and tried to enhance all this stuff. And he's seen a lot of stuff that that you may or may not can see. This guy's name's Aaron Stoner. Yeah, on well, YouTube channel. Yeah, check it out. He I does, watched it two or three times. He puts these videos through a lot of filters and different things. Right. And uh, he did discover on the back of the Altima is a oval-shaped sticker. Right in the center back bumper. Right, and it also has little stickers on the windshield, like where your inspection sticker would be. Mm-hmm. And they also discovered this particular vehicle is from a state that requires a front license plate. Right, there's mm-hmm. only 31. Yes, yeah. 31 states. So, and he was also able to somewhat deduce that the license plate may have had a handicap symbol on it. Yeah, he, he broke it down pretty good. He, I mean, he tried to zoom in. And then a lot of people were saying, well, it's kind of blurry. So then he, he did a um, a follow-up video to his video to show him how he had to do that. And he had, like, a picture of the tag was in the center of his computer screen, which was fairly small. It was like an inch right in the center mm-hmm. before it got pixely. And then he took, uh, like, some of those goggles you use to make model cars with. What do you call those? You know what I mean? Yeah. The magnifying lenses that was, like, three and a half times magnifying and tried to look at it with that to try to deduce where what state this was and what the letters were on the on the tag yeah and he he got it down to where he thought it was like either three or four states that the tag looked similar to and he thinks it was a texas tag that's what he says yeah and like you said with uh and by the look of the spacing and stuff it looked like it had like the handicap singer which is like the stick man in the chair or whatever and then uh, a letter and then like a little something and then a couple more letters so he's thinking it was like that and then the second letter was h i think mm-hmm. and then the little symbol was the little texas state symbol right in the center yeah and then a couple of letters after that so yeah. he he broke it down pretty good and and it does look like what he's saying on that i give him that but like on a lot of that stuff where he's saying look at here and you can see the guy with his hair slicked back i couldn't see no no i couldn't see it at all so it was just you I mean you could tell there's somebody in there but now when at one point when he's parked on this light you can see some movement in the car and then uh he says that the guy's looking at a like a a notebook. A, no, a spiral notebook. Yeah. yeah. And he's kind of go, I don't know about that. But then he like takes a picture of himself holding a similar notebook, says, well, this is what I'm saying. And then you go back, and then you can kind of see it. And then you can see 
what looks to be the notebook that he just tosses up on the dash of the car before leaving. Yeah. Then he cranks back up and then pulls back out to the driveway. Mm -hmm. Now, this particular uh, parking lot, when you go to the road, you can only make a right. Mm -hmm. But instead of, uh, you know, hugging the curb to the right to pull out, he just kind of runs right right down the middle of the driveway. Yeah, points straight out now, to of course the highway. It, and, you know, of course, it's 2, what, 2.30 in the morning or whatever it is. So I guess he's not really worried about incoming traffic. But while he's sitting there, a semi-truck goes by, and then he stops for a second like he didn't really know where he was at, which, you know, could be, could not be. It's mm-hmm. just hard to tell. And then he puts on his turn signal in the parking lot and then turns right and leaves. Yeah, with nobody around. Right. So, and there's a lot of people claim that this person driving this car went to the church and broke out some windows and then went down a quarter mile to the sporting goods store and went into the parking lot and just sit around and rode around to see if police were going to show up to the church. To see what? Like if they had an alarm system? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Or at least go see how long it took the cops to get there. And then I guess they never showed up. Mm-mm. So apparently the church didn't have an alarm system. If they did, they didn't have it on. That's right. Or it was like their outdoor surveillance cameras and it wasn't working. Mm-mm. And that's what they claim that uh, this guy was doing or this right. person was doing. Now, there's no evidence that says this person in this car was the same person that, that done the, the murder. No, but it is highly suspicious. It is highly suspicious. And with a lot of those filters, it does kind of look like the guy was wearing blacked out clothes. It, or the the person. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, you know, it's very possible. Exactly. Let's put it that way. Yep. Without getting too deep in here. Yeah. But that's what they claim. But the police, they got to looking into Missy's personal life a little bit, Dale. And they discovered that while the Beaver family, they appeared to be happy and they were far from it. They uncovered that they were having some financial problems and some possible extramarital affairs. Now, in an interview with her husband, he denied this. He yeah. said that they were not having financial problems. Everything was good. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, but it's been reported they were having some financial problems. But, right. Yeah. So I don't know who... Who judges financial problems? You know what I'm saying? I mean, do they just have a little bit of money in the bank, or was they losing their house? There's a big difference. Oh, there's a big difference. Right, you know, so that's just, uh, just take out with a pinch of salt. Well, they one payment away from being homeless. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, are they just, where they, you know, some people's broke, but they don't have $50,000 in the bank. Some people's broke, but they ain't got $20 in the bank. Living paycheck to paycheck. Right. So it's hard to tell, but, you know, from everything that we saw or the way they were living in their house and everything, everything looked nice. They didn't, you know, it wasn't slummed out or anything. And, and according to him, he said he didn't know where that come from, but they were definitely not financially strapped. Yeah. But they got to looking into Brandon, too, and being a possible person in this murder of his wife. Mm-hmm. But they discovered that he did have an alibi. Yes. Brandon was out of town on a fishing trip. Right. This was an annual fishing trip that he took to Mississippi. Yeah. And he was like 800 miles away. Yeah. He got the call and he's like, oh, man, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, I got a call and it said something bad's happened. Actually, I think at first he thought his wife had been in a wreck. Yeah, good. Well, he, he didn't know, I guess. Yeah. Because they just said something bad's happened and Missy's no longer with us. Yeah. That's what he said. And he said, I just sunk. Yeah. Didn't know what to do. He said, I, I didn't know what to say. I couldn't call my kids. What am I going to tell them? I wasn't there to hold them. He said, so he was just losing it. He, all he could think about was his kids. So they got in a vehicle and hit it back. Yep. Yep. Sure did. And then later, you know, in case you're wondering, they said that the FBI, you know, got into this later. And they all went down there and checked out his alibi. They talked to the captain of the boat. They talked to the people they stayed with. And everything checked out. Well, I'm sure they have, they have to do their job. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, he's going to be number one for sure. Mm-hmm. And it was just four days 
after Missy's murder, Dale, police, they received a tip in the case. Mm -hmm. And this was from the employees of a dry cleaners. Right. It was called the Dry Clean Supercenter of Midlothian. Right there. Yeah, and police were called when uh, the person there at the dry cleaner notified them that a man had dropped off a shirt that had some blood on it. Yeah, and then depending on which story you hear, it's covered in blood or a little bit of blood. Yeah. <laughs> and they believed that the man had tried to clean the shirt before he dropped it off to cleaners. Right. But this man that had dropped the shirt off, he was Randy Beavers. Which is Brandon's father. Yeah. Yes. And Missy's father-in-law. Correct. Well, the shirt he dropped off was a woman's white long-sleeved shirt. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Then so Brandon got a phone call. He said he got he was going somewhere, and a reporter called him, and said there's been a development. He says, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, we just got a report that your dad had dropped off a bloody shirt at the dry cleaner." Can you even imagine? And he's like, "Oh my gosh!" So he said, the first thing he went with his dad and said, "Look, we gotta we gotta go do some explaining. We gotta get ahead of this because this mm-hmm. don't look good at all." Yeah. So that's what he did, and come to find out is that his wife had a small Chihuahua dog. His name was Kilo. Kilo. Mm-hmm. And another dog had jumped on this dog and yeah. he'd gotten a fight. So she had grabbed the dog up and took it to the vet. Yeah. And took it to the vet and the dog did not make it. No. But the blood on the shirt, they said, came from her carrying the dog to the vet. Mm-hmm. So they definitely went back and checked it and the DNA came back and it was definitely dog blood. Yeah. They even had a receipt yes. showing uh, where they mm-hmm. had delivered the shirt and dropped the shirt off so right. yeah but they also got to questioning randy beavers on this and he had an alibi too yeah. he, him and his wife both were in california yes and they checked phone records and the phone pings and their phones were pinging there in california at everything, the time everything checked out yeah so they were far from midlothian texas when missy was murdered right yeah. You know, and they said that, you know, like you said a while ago when things were a little bit shady, they had found out that uh, Missy had been talking to somebody on uh, LinkedIn with some little flirty chats and some other stuff yep. going on. So everybody was thinking that maybe her dad was, no, I mean, his dad was maybe taking up for her son, maybe being wronged or something. Could but, be. Which is kind of odd to me. I don't really see. Yeah. You can get all kinds of stuff. But that was the reason. Yeah. yeah. You know, said that, you know, whether she was running around or, or not is not for me to say because I don't know. And she's definitely not here to defend herself. But they, they just said that they checked through some stuff. And from what I gather, it wasn't really over the top flirty or, or they didn't find nothing concrete, put it that way. Yeah. It was just some flirtatious uh, messages. Yeah. Yeah. Innocence of where far as I know. What it was, yeah. Yeah. According to the police, they didn't find anything that was over really telling of anything that could have happened. But they also did, when they suspected Randy Beavers, this is uh, Brandon's dad, they noticed that he had a, a funny little walk to him. Yeah, when they went to that press conference, and this is when it, when it kind of blew up, you know, the press conference where they went to try to to put the fire out, per se, mm-hmm. that whenever they started to walk off there, everybody noticed he had a funny walk. Yeah. And that's when the fire really shot up. Yeah. Yeah. And he also was kind of hunched over, kind of short, which Brandon's tall, and then but his dad standing beside him kind of looked short. And according to whenever they uh, looked at the video of the, the SWAT person walking around the church, from looking at it forensically by uh, comparing the door frames and other stuff, they're thinking that the perpetrator was between five 
two, two and five seven. Yeah, somewhere in there. And it's so hard to determine, especially them wearing that helmet with a helmet and the boots and everything. Yeah. And, and the, the clothes look like they're really kind of too big. And they're claiming this being between five foot two and five foot seven that it could have been a woman, like we talked about, being in that SWAT gear outfit. Yeah, some people say that, and some people say you know one of the like sometimes way that they would stand would be more of a feminine stance. Yeah, but oh, I don't know. It's just so hard to tell, dude. We don't know nothing, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't tell. It's very, very, they're very concealed. Yes, they are. Now, they did uh, have some suspects, Dale. And one of them was a guy named Bobby Wayne Henry. He was a former police officer for Lancaster Police Department. And he attended mass at Creekside Church of Christ. This is where Missy was having her Camp Gladiator workout. Hmm. And this sort of, you know, him going there give him a little bit of familiarity with the crime scene. Yes, because it seemed like the you know the person walking up down the hallways hallways were a little bit familiar with the church. You'd think. Yeah, yeah, they might have knew the layout, but the way they were looking in the rooms to me, it kind of looked like they didn't really know what every room was. But they yeah. may, may have been there before. But you know, having that tactical gear on would sort of interfere with your peripheral vision, kind of. Oh yeah, you could tell, especially when they opened that half door. Yeah. When he turned the knob, the only part that opened was the top, right? That's right. Or was it the bottom? It was the bottom. The only part that opened was the bottom. And then it was kind of like a shock to him because you see him kind of step back a little bit and look up like, what the heck's going on? And then also Brandon said, yeah, when you see that, that would tell you that that could not be my dad at all. Because he has this disease that's about, I don't know, it's probably a lot, of, a lot of letters. I don't remember what he said. But anyway, basically, the top third of his uh, vertebrae are all fused together. Yeah, he can't raise so his he head back. So he don't have much neck movement at all. So he's kind of hunched over. So that he definitely couldn't have been the, the person. Yeah. But at the time of Missy's murder, this Bobby Wayne Henry was employed as a licensed security guard. And he was actually on duty at Missy's memorial. Mm-hmm. Well, he volunteered. He did, yeah. Yeah. And this memorial was held at the church. At the Creekside Church, yeah. Which is not the church they regularly attend. They, this is not her official um, funeral or anything. This was just a, something that they held at the church for her. Yeah, they went to a cowboy church. It was a few miles up the road. Correct. Yeah. But he was suspended from the Lancaster Police Department after being convicted of an aggravated sexual assault in 1996. Hmm. Yeah. He also owned a similar car to the ones seen leaving the parking lot of the Creekside Church at 4.30 a.m. on the day of the murder. It was a dark-colored SUV. That's what had been reported. Hmm. Somebody reported seeing that leaving the parking lot. I guess a passerby going to work or something on this Monday morning. The church parking lot? Yes. Now, Bobby Wayne Henry also still owned his old SWAT uniform. So he was in the possession of a similar disguise right that was worn by the murderer the only problem with this is that he was taller than five two right yeah he, he was, was a pretty big guy like six foot one right so that's he, the only thing that was yeah yeah that and that weird walk and he was also found to be a rapist and a pedophile good lord yeah but he was not the murderer of missy beavers they he was clear to that but he still had some other stuff going on yeah he had a lot worse stuff well not worse but he had a lot of bad stuff going on yeah so then they were trying to figure out who sent the creepy message to missy on linkedin this was days before her murder right she had told a friend of hers about this but i did also see a thing where during a police uh 
interview, they said they went some, through some stuff and they could never find the message. Now, whether it was deleted, I don't know how LinkedIn works, but mm-hmm. whether it was deleted or not, they did go through and try to find it, but they couldn't find anything. Yeah, LinkedIn is kind of a weird platform to be chatting on, I would think. Right. Well, but it might be the reason it's chatting on. Could have been. Kind of keep out of the usual Facebook Messenger and that kind of thing. Off of, uh, yeah, off that stuff. Yeah. People were wondering if Missy had an affair with a man who was married and uh, like a man whose wife may have found out about the affair and taken matter into her own hands. Right, it's possible. But the Midlothian police were unable to determine the gender of this person in the video at the church. Yeah, it's because it's conflicting. People see different things. Yeah. But the, really the only thing they have is the height and the distinct walk. Yeah, very. Now, going back to the video that uh, Stoner did, um, he's convinced that the person had a prosthetic leg on he is. his right leg. And there was he showed uh, a lot of evidence from where he thought about that. There was uh, lots of still pictures he showed where it looked like maybe the pants leg come up and you could kind of see what could be the metal pole of the prosthetic leg on the right foot. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But he had a lot of evidence that he thinks is true. I know. And that would be the reason for the gate and the weird log and the whole, the whole thing. But if that was the problem, if that was the true then don't you think that uh, especially if it was the same car that was down the road I mean how long would it take you to figure out how many people with that kind of car with that even if it was a partial plate number that was uh, missing the right leg I know I mean they, you could narrow that down narrow down pretty quick yeah I would think yeah and then put it in the height as well mm-hmm. it'd probably have to be a pretty uh, shallow pool it would yeah but there's a number of theories about what could have happened to Missy. I mean, was she in the wrong place at the wrong time? Right. Now, some people think she was being hunted or somebody was following her. They knew where she was going to be there. And because some... she had posted on Facebook the, where, where she was going to be. Oh, yeah. The definitely. night before, yeah. And uh, said, even though it was on her personal page and she only had so many friends, her uh, her posts were usually public. Yeah. So anybody could have seen them, you know, and she was posting about this stuff, you know, wanting people to come to it. So, you know, it's not like it was hard to find out where she was going to be at 4 o'clock in the morning. I know. So was the person on the footage known to Missy? What do you think? I mean, is there, and why? I don't know. This thing is there a disguise. It just blows my mind, really. Because at first I was like, I don't know about that. I'm thinking maybe the guy's, you know, going to steal stuff. But then again, and you know, steal stuff, and maybe she come in, you know, and then he didn't have no choice but to hit her with the hammer and get out of there. But I don't know. More the more we get into this. I don't really know what the hell's going on here. We've heard stuff about it being a targeted attack. You know, supposedly there was some extramarital affairs going on. and Could have been. Uh, there was a jealous wife. Yeah, we even even seen the theory about a, a supposed murder for hire plot. With Brandon, yeah. Yeah, with Brandon and stuff. But basically the financial records were going through, and there's no unusual cash withdrawals or any large amounts moving around or anything. You know, and it's just like, I don't know about that either. I mean. It ain't, it's not like it's on TV where you just got a hitman around the corner, you know, you just call him up. Yeah, and you know when the, a murder's getting ready to go down, they start looking at phone records, and there's a lot of phone activity right before something happens. Right, you know. You know, so it was nothing anything like that on Brenda's phone or anything. No. So I don't, I don't, I kind of don't believe that the murder for hire thing. I mean, I really don't see what the point of that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really don't know what the hell's going on here. But you know what's crazy is, is when Missy was there to church unloading and getting ready to go into church, she had her gun with her. Hmm. Yeah, she had her gun, but it was left inside her vehicle. Hmm. 
there to church. Well, I mean, and I guess, I mean, I don't know where this guy's vehicle was unless it was around behind the church at the door where he went in. Because so when she pulled up to the church, there's nobody in the parking lot. She's mm-hmm. there by herself. Lights are off. That's right. So, you know, she just goes up with the doors locked. So she goes up, unlocks the door, and starts unloading her stuff. She has no idea that somebody's in the church. I know. With a hammer and a SWAT outfit. So there is a rumor that, you know, there was uh, some uh, video uh, that showed the guy making her go into, like, the sanctuary, I guess. And then, you know, then later she comes out running, but he's coming after her and then throws the hammer. Now, this is all rumor. I don't, so it's, don't take it for, for fact. But so that confuses me more. So I'm thinking, because she was in damn good shape. Oh, yeah. I mean, she went from mom bod to fitness magazine level almost. I mean, oh, yeah. She was, you know, she was in, in really good shape. I, would, I wouldn't want to fight her. So I if mean, this guy's hobbling around, I mean, I know he's got a hammer. Okay. He don't have a gun. Well, as far as I know, he's got a hammer in his hand. He can hobbling around, holding the wall to stay up. And if he takes her in this room and she comes out running, how in the hell does he catch her? I just don't get it unless uh-huh. he's faking the whole wobble around to make it look good like he knows the cameras are there. This is true. And he's putting on a show. Make it look like this. Make it look like this. And then. Make it look like a vandalism or break in. Yeah. And I'm just hobbling around in here. I can't. I'm just pitiful. I can't hardly get around. And then chase her down. This girl that's in super, super shape. Could probably I, outrun me or you at any moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I wouldn't want to fight her. Like I said, I mean, she would I mean, stout. She, she wasn't very big, but she was in hell of a good shape. Yeah. I mean, so I think if she got enough space to, to actually run away, I just don't see how he catches her. No. Not unless he, like, steps out and throws a hammer and he's like Thor. I mean, he just one good shot down the hallway and, you know, gets lucky. Yeah, when she comes in the door, pops her on the head with a hammer. Right. Idles so, her. So, I mean, but all that's just hearsay and it's just none of it's fact. But, you know, they were saying, like I said, you know, before that they said there definitely was no uh, footage of the attack. So maybe there's no cameras in inside the worship center there, but they, you know, are in the hallway. So if he made her go in there, maybe he knew there were no cameras in there. Yeah, I know. that would be the whole point of it. But then if she busts back out and runs down the hall because they didn't find her in there, she was in a hallway, right? When they found her, or yeah. No? And then so you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just this is really confusing. I know, but it's still unsolved today. I mean, they don't know who killed Missy Beavers. No, they've been through a lot of stuff. I mean, they still still checking out leads to this day. It's still an active case. They say it is, and uh, they did say on the special that I watched that. Uh, they still do have some suspects, but none of her family members are being looked at. Yeah, they've all been cleared of it. Yeah. Well, don't use that word. No. Because they said that uh, they don't use cleared on anybody until it's done. Yeah. So, you know, which is smart. But they'll initially, a reward was set at $10,000 before doubling to $20,000 and then rising to $50,000. I think it's 150 now. Yeah, yeah and as, as of 2021, there's a reward for $150,000 for information potentially helpful in capturing the suspect right so it's just a, a lot of i don't know it's just i just keep talking in circles but hell that's all i know what to do now police ask anyone with information to call crime stoppers of ellis county at phone number 972-937-7297 or the midlothian police department criminal investigation division at 972-775-7634 yeah. Or you can call us, you can call anybody and let somebody know something. Right. 
Yeah, so it's just really sad for her three daughters. You know, they all just lost their mom, and they all. She was a hell of a role model for them, showing that you can do whatever you want to do if you set your mind to it and bust your ass and get it done. And then this, she's trying to. She set her whole life to helping somebody, and walks mm-hmm. in and somebody just takes her out. You know what's weird though is you know usually these classes are held outside. Yeah. Okay, they're held outside, and she made it public on her Facebook that it was going to be inside because it was raining. Yeah. So somebody, it just seems so targeted to me that they would know that she was in there. And well, and plus, lucky him, somebody had a flat tire, so she was by herself. Yeah. What's the coincidence of that? Right. And they did double check that, go back and say that, yes, somebody who came there later did have a flat tire on the way in. And she's usually having someone with her when she sets up. Right. That's what I mean. They were the ones that had a flat tire. They just got there late. Yeah. So she'd probably still be with us if... Yeah, a lot better chance anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really it's a it's a creepy story. It's a sad story, and it's one there's not a lot of information that they're letting out. It's just this video. I mean, they got a video of the guy walking around the damn church, but you just can't figure out who it is. I so I don't know if this the thing with the car and the tag and the riding around the sporting goods store. If it's all the same person, it just I just think they're lucky as hell they ain't been found out yet, unless they know who it is and just not telling us because they don't have enough to to put it on them. Yeah. And that's possible, I guess. Yeah. But according to the Midlothian police, tips are received about this case on a daily basis. And as of 2022, Dale, there was a podcast called True Crime Broads, and they discussed the case. And uh, it was first launched with the intention of keeping people talking about the case. Right. And this podcast, their creators also maintain a billboard advertising the $150,000 reward for any information that could help solve this murder. Yeah, those two ladies are from Ellis County, too, so it's, yeah. a, it's a hometown thing for them. Yeah, yeah this is Keep close and personal on. for them. Right. They've been to the church. They've been there in the church, and they've looked at this firsthand. Yes, we need to get them. Yeah, so we're going to see if we can get them on our next episode. Yeah, let's reach out to them, and maybe they can fill in some holes or at least tell us some stuff so we're not all so confused, and neither will you be, you guys. <laughs> yeah, but we uh, wanted to do this case because it's still unsolved, and we wanted to help keep this word out oh, for, for sure. Missy and for sure. try to find some justice for her and her her husband and her their, kids, their three girls, man. Sad, sad, it sad. It is. Very sad. All right, dude. We're going to get out of here, bud. Let's roll. I don't know how good this will do, but please, everyone... Be safe, be aware of your surroundings, and just don't do stupid stuff. Now, the next episode could be about you. This is The The Crack Crack House Chronicles. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ever tried reading while jogging? cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, doesn't end well. But with Audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller. Find your next obsession. 
or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com slash podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast F-R-E-E.